0: Just a boy from kansas out to save the world from chronic disease and i truly mean that nobody is in control of your health but you i can't heal you your doctor can't heal you you have to heal you and it's all about having the education empowerment to know what you need to be changing within yourself within your life to set your soul free and accomplish that best life that we all like to talk about i truly believe that the greatest medicine of all is to teach people how not to need it i'm brendan Vermeyer, the original holistic savage welcome to the holistic savage podcast most of our our, most of our suffering is is really self-induced and I, i find it to a lot of times be when our outward actions or outward energetic flow you know is out of alignment with our innermost truths you know when we speak our truth when we live our truth which also means we have to dig deep to find what is our truth you know or what what do we think it is right now but then we have to be living that uh, with our outward energetic experience on our earth walk and you know otherwise if we are kind of this uh, attachment to you know this uh, fallacy or this fantasy or whatever it is uh, we 're just setting ourselves up for some serious oh shit,
1: yeah, well one of the bi- one of the most common things I see is is attachment to i 've got to eat this certain way mm-hmm. or i 've got to take these certain supplements or i 've got to do x y zs because that 's what i 've read mm-hmm. there's a lack of trust there's often a lack of trust in our own bodies, and we are seeking that certainty from a blog article and we don't even know who's written it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand why we do that. I've been there in my own health journey, but I think one of the things that we have to really do with our clients these days is help them gain trust back in their body mm-hmm. and and listen to it again. And that comes back to creating space in our days to be able to do that. Um, now there are always gonna be exceptions to the rule I mean there's a, I didn't realize there are there are like departments, apparently, or institutions and things like this, where the people are supporting individuals who have been to like meditation retreats and have basically had a really negative. Response to the experience. So we talk about obviously psychedelics are huge at the moment, and we talk about the bad trip and how set and setting are important in that. But there seem to be these sort of bad experiences that people can have when they go away for a meditation weekend, week, day, and there is. Um, I think it was in the book. We're gonna have to look at backwards again. Yeah. <laughs> the art, the art, the arts of losing control. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he gives an example of this person who went away for a week retreat for the next like six years, she was, she had to stay at home. She had to have support and use the couch to keep herself up. She had essentially, she described it, I think, as a kind of losing her ego for that amount of time. Mm. She had lost her boundaries. Mm. Um... And I use that as an extreme example, because if you do have an individual with childhood trauma or something that they have pushed down that they haven't fully dealt with, the last thing they need at that point in time, especially if they're lacking resiliency, is to sit down in a quiet room and allow these things to bubble up without the ability, without the resources to then deal with it. Mm -hmm. So I think we sometimes can use these interventions when we don't have the experience, knowledge or skill set where we're thinking we're doing a good thing. Yeah, go and meditate, aim for 20 yeah. minutes a day. Yeah. Um, but actually it could be the, the last thing that they need at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to this idea of resilience, not just being a physical thing. Um, I 100% agree that physical resilience can have a ripple effect into spiritual, mental mm-hmm. and emotional resilience. Um, but we need to be mindful of what resources does this individual have in those four areas and is that going to influence what recommendations we're going to make at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um there's an amazing paper. Um called uh, well, the title of the paper is about acquired resilience. <clears throat> and they kind of talk about how, like we discuss acquired immunity um how we probably through evolution have had acquired resilience and they spoke about these stresses that we have evolved with such as uv radiation and sunlight such as Mm -hmm. fasting or hunger uh, physical exercise hypoxia and changes to temperature hot and cold climates Mm -hmm. and their, their basic argument was we don't have these things anymore We've lost that acquired resiliency, and what we need to do is go and listen a little bit to maybe Wim Hof and get into a cold environment or a cold shower. We need mm-hmm. to do a little bit of intermittent fasting to the level that we can tolerate. Yes. We need to do a bit of physical exercise to a level that we can tolerate, et cetera, and start to build that resilience back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that paper like really hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. I, I, think you're so
0: right. It, it
1: is, you know, that's,
0: what's kind of funny about it. Um, a, a big part of this year for me has, uh, kind of involved like reconnecting with my roots. Cause you know, like, okay, started as a trainer and I got just so tired of the, um, limited scope of the fitness world and the fitness industry. And, you know, um, it was just very like, you know, precision nutrition, behavior modification, of very, very annoyingly basic nutritional principles with, uh, you know, workout. And, and then it's all, it was just fitness, nutrition. And, but the funny thing as I've been, re- cause then I, 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 I swung really hard the other way. And then, you know, now I'm traveling around lecturing doctors about like mold toxicity and stuff. But <laughs> then, you know, I, I swung to this side, but then I see like, Oh shit. Like when I did that, there's this huge gap that it seems like not a lot of other practitioners are doing anything about to some degree, just still very like, okay, so, you know, what test do we run? What supplement or medication do we give? And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, well, shit, that's not the point either. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> And, um, so then it, it's had me reflecting on just the, the basic principle, uh, you know, personal training 101 or fitness training 101 specific adaptation to impose demand. And then it's like you start applying that, that said principle to the psycho emotional and the spiritual and everything else. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm really big on uh, kind of more the environmental medicine approach because it's like, you know, if you're trying to improve the health of an organism, I mean isn't step one kind of looking at the environment of the organism?